if anything, if we've learned anything from this quarantine, it's it's really helping you as a traveler to prepare for the unexpected. Nobody expected this to happen. Nobody expects to get canceled. Nobody expects to get their contract pushed back due to licensing or things like that. But it just goes to show you these things pop up and you have to really prepare yourself yeah. and make it make it a priority because it really does lighten the load. Welcome to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. We're your host, Kim and Aaron G. This is episode 40, all about why you, God, I can't even say it, why you shouldn't travel. Shouldn't, with an N-T, should not. I don't think we ever thought we would say those words, but we said them. Yeah. We're going to get into it on this episode. First off, if you are returning to the show, thank you for returning. We have a really good episode, but if you are new to this show... And wondering what this show is about, that's a really good question. Kim and I, yeah, (laughs) we're still learning what that is. Stay tuned. Kim and I really wanted to, you know, for for this podcast, for our listeners, be able to give you the foundational tips and tools that you need for healthcare traveling to really set yourself up for success and really be able to just enjoy the adventure as it is. And we've been traveling for eight years. We have learned a lot. We have made so many mistakes. And so we want to share everything we've learned to help set you up for success as a healthcare traveler. But also, we are travelers who love to travel outside of contracts for fun. And so we talk a lot about international travel, fun travel, how you can travel, how to set yourself up for that, and really just how to create the life you love and the life you want and your own definition of freedom in your life as a traveler. Beautiful. Oh, mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is actually a real talk episode. And it's funny because we were going through the notes and we were kind of going back and forth with what we wanted to share. We also think that it's a super important time to be sharing this um but it was kind of we were like man like we love travel so much we're so so much travel advocates like we want everybody to travel but there are things that you need to know and unfortunately we are super positive people and this felt a little negative in a way hold on let me just cut you off for a second because i actually created the google doc Mm -hmm. with the notes for the show of kind of what i wanted to get into and topics to hit on and aaron came home, looked at it, and he's like, this is super negative, (laughs) like, as he's scrolling through, and I'm like, it is, in a sense, it's really not, but it's also, you know, we talk so much about the good side of travel, because there's so much good there, there's so much fun and freedom and just expansion in your life, but we wanted to, to do an episode that was dedicated to just The real side of travel and things that can happen and things that can come up and challenges and obstacles and all of the things so that you can be prepared and really be able to face these things knowing that they could come up. Hopefully they don't, but if they do, you'll have the right mindset and the right attitude to come out on the other side. Well, and I think a good example is I was just watching our Tongaria Alpine Crossing that we did. It's a huge hike in um, New Zealand. And the thing is, is when Kim and I got done, we looked at each other and we were like, we never heard that this was a tough hike. We never heard it was this difficult. 
And it wasn't about people saying that Tongariro Crossing is hard and it sucks because it's a negative hike. It was actually one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever done. And I'm so proud that we did it. But if I would have known that it was a little bit tough, I would have been prepared for it. And I think that's the relation that I want to bring to this podcast. And not only prepared physically... We would have brought more water, probably a few more snacks, (laughs) (laughs) might have, you know, thought differently about my shoes because my shoes were the biggest problem. So physically, yes, but also mentally, we went into it thinking, oh, this is just a normal hike. We're hikers. We're active. We can do this. No big deal. And we weren't mentally prepared for what we are about to endure. And I think if we would have been, it would have been a, it would have been a different attitude. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to just paint the whole picture and and here's the thing too, you know, we're sitting in our guest bedroom apartment in Chico. Aaron is working for seven more weeks. We are supposed to be kicking off a trip around the world next week. Clearly that's not happening. It feels like the whole world has kind of come to the standstill and this is a really great example of very kind of random act of God, nobody's really thinking or planning for example, but that things can happen and our whole industry is shook. Like things are coming, things are pretty much in a every, every industry. Every, yeah, of course. But for healthcare travelers in general, it's like people are getting canceled. And, you know, if you're a nurse or a respiratory therapist, like you're in high demand and we need you. But on the other side of that, people like where you work right now, you need two travelers and they just put the jobs on hold because well, they don't want to bring anybody and in And the right people now. that we were reaching out to to try to fill those jobs just got let go from their contracts because all the outpatients are gone and they're only doing inpatients. And so that's even hurting the radiology world, which... In turn, you know, a lot of these diagnoses are being made by CT scans for um, coronavirus. And so there's certain areas that are ramping up and there's certain areas that are cutting off. And so that's what we really wanted to talk to you guys about. Well, and unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, are getting canceled. And so, you know, we're going to kind of get into that. But knowing that these are things you do have to be prepared for, The, the travel industry is... There's uncertainties. There Mm -hmm. are uncertainties. And we're going to come out on the other side. Things are going to get better. The market is going to turn back around. But right now, we're in this weird place that in eight years, you and I have been traveling. We've never experienced this. Or or on top of that, we've never been canceled. No. Exactly. Right. So I hope anybody out there that is listening to this that might be going through it where you did get canceled or you're having a hard time finding a job... You know, we send so many, so much love and so many prayers to everybody out there that is, you know, just kind of, they feel like their whole world has been flipped upside down. And instead of, you know, it's easy to feed into all the the fear because of the news and everything that's going on and just kind of remembering to take a step back, take a deep breath, know that this too will pass and everything is figureoutable yeah. and yep. we are going to come out on the other side 100%. of this, even though right now it feels a little and we'll, bit. We'll come out stronger. And I think even on the flip side of that, if you're looking, if you were like really excited to look into traveling, you know, starting maybe in March and you're seeing what you're seeing now, this can be really discouraging and just, you know, hold your head up. And honestly, like Kim said, this will change, this will pass and we will be back on the, the pony per se, like here, hopefully very soon. And you know, I asked Kim today, I was like, have you seen any of the news? And she was like, honestly, I was just kind of like in tears. Like, it's just making yeah. me sad to see 
all the stuff going on. And I think we all share in that, in that feeling, but you know, hopefully even though this is a somewhat negative, as we said in the beginning <laughs> podcast, we hope that it can put a smile on your face and just give you something to really listen to and maybe take, you know, some major stuff away from this going into when we do turn around and, and get back on the wagon. A hundred percent. Okay. So let's kind of just get into it. We're just, again, we're not going to talk about anything rosy or beautiful about traveling in this episode. This, I think it still will come up. I bet you. I'll take the over, I'll take the over under, I'll take the over of two. Oh, what does that mean? That means we'll say something beautiful about traveling. We'll have a negative to say, but we'll flip it into a beautiful two times. It's so hard because that's just our natural personality because we love it so much. But again, this is real deal. These are things that you want to think about to prepare yourself. Well, for. it doesn't hurt that the first topic I see, I already can see a positive in that. Oh my God. But anyway. We're not being positive today, Gibson. Okay, Put on your negative Nancy attitude. I can't. I can't. Traveling sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I would never say that. I take that back. Which, P.S., we're in our guest bedroom. I already said that filming or podcasting. And the picture right in front of me looks like the Olympic... Rings, it does. And they just, we found out they canceled the Olympics. Well, till 2021, which is sad. That's another level of sad. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just trying to like bring your spirits down. You're trying to kill me. Okay, so number one, we talk about this a lot. But decision burnout, you know, as a traveler, again, part of our job is we are making tons of decisions all the time about where we're going to live, where we're going to work, what contract feels good. We're interviewing, we're asking questions there. You know, we are planning our routes to get to where we're going. Are we renting a car? Are we driving? Are we flying? It goes on and on and on. Is it a good fit for you in the department? All the things. Where am I going to live? Where's my grocery store? Where's my route to work? What time do I have to be there? What's my shift? Like <laughs> all the things, and what we we especially when it comes to finding a job, we have to make decisions very quickly if we want to jump on a job. So that comes with you know being burnt out sometimes, just like anything else. When you're go 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 on the move. It, it, it can wear you down. Yeah, but I mean, it's a part of it. There's no way to get around it. I mean, think about it. If you have kids, or you have a spouse who's just like asking you to make decisions over and over and over again. Like there comes a point where you're just like, can you please just like leave me alone? Like I don't want to have to think about that. But you have to do that as a traveler all the time. Yeah. And you basically get comfortable in your in your contract and you're in the flow. And then all of a sudden, six weeks comes and it's time to start making those decisions again. And that comes really fast. Like you're talking a little over halfway through your contract, you're already starting to think about your next one. And that, it it feels overwhelming at times. You're never stagnant. No. You know, and I think that's an interesting thing because it can go both ways. I personally love the, the constant change and the constant motion and the constant thinking about, oh, where are we going next or what's happening? Granted, I'm so... We, we do this together so we're able to bounce ideas and both come together and make the decisions. I love the constant change of like a couple weeks, you know, we're going to figure out where we're going and how exciting is that? What? That's one. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. The, the flip side to that or what I was, where I was going is I personally like that. I get itchy feet after being somewhere. Like I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, doesn't it feel good to just be settled for a minute? And I'm like, yeah, we've been here for like, what, two weeks now? A and week I'm ready and a to half. go. Like it felt good for a moment, but in my nature, like I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, like, me what's too. next? Where are we going? And so I personally like that. But if you don't, because that's where I was, that was the, the negative. 
is that you're staying, you're not living a stagnant life. So when we're working full-time or just a normal day-to-day job, you, you typically are going through the same motions, right? We have our routines, we have our friends, we have our family, we have our gym, we have our route to work, everything is the same. We don't really make that many new decisions, at least when it comes to like our work and stuff. So you're just kind of living this stagnant, very monotonous life. And for some people, they love that. They love the ease of what that brings. And so if you are somebody who loves the ease of just that, that like in kind of that, like, I don't want to say autopilot, but just like in the flow of your life and you don't like a a lot of changes and like things being moved around, traveling is absolutely not the life for you. And I think that goes without saying, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's a big one. Right. Okay. Let's not ramble on each one. I know. Because we've already gone into a bunch of positives. I'm going to leave out my positive for that one. Okay. All right. It's hard for me right now. I'm like struggling. You want to say something positive? Yeah. But I also think the decision burnout, and here's my one positive. Oh my God. The de- making decisions that quickly, that fast, and having to trust your gut and start to learn that muscle is such a benefit to any life. So whether you travel for a year or six months, the decisions that you're going to have to make in that time frame is a skill and a muscle that you're going to build for the rest of your life. 100%. So we already did two positives. <laughs> we only done one negative. All right. Okay. Moving along. Another thing to think about or another thing that's just part of the lifestyle is you're leaving family. Mm -hmm. And if you are traveling solo, this will hit you harder than traveling as a couple. Like, we have each other. Like, we're best friends. Two best friends. (laughs) We always have each other. It definitely makes it easier. But you are. You're leaving your... Your family, well, not only your, your friends, family, yeah. your job, your coworkers, your normal life. Your best friend called your comfort zone. Yeah. Like yeah. everything you know, or even if you moved to, yeah, the old, CF. the old buddy CF, like he just always okay. is there, right? And so that can feel a lot. Even if you are a single person with no family because you moved away for college and you stayed there and like. It's still a place you went to college and you grew up and you have your like local spots and your friends and your community and, and whatever that looks like for you. So, I mean, if you're already a, like a, a lone wolf, then wolf. a wolf, didn't I say it? Wolf. 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 He said wolf. Wolf. Anyway, um, then it could be a lot easier. But if you are somebody like, you know, Kim is very close with her family um, with her sister and you know my family we're all close in that even in the proximity that we live and it was very tough pulling out and leaving all of it behind honestly it was like a country song it like was. when we pulled out I was like looking in the review mirror and like my whole family was on the driveway at my sister's house we left my sister's house for our first contract because we had sold our house we were living with her for a little bit before we took off and we're like in the rearview mirror, like they're waving, like slow mo in the back, crying. And my, I only had one niece at the time. She was little, you know. She's like waving. I have tears running down my face, and it's just like. And then we turned the corner, and it was just like it was all behind us, and it mm-hmm. was like so sad. Mm-hmm. It was, and I had you, but it was still like wow, like we're leaving Jacksonville, yeah, our home. It's a yeah. weird feeling, and another thing. It, it does, and I've learned this over the last eight years, is it, it gets more challenging maintaining friendships and relationships that you've had back home. A lot of my friendships have fallen away just because 
you know, you, you, you really only make a priority to connect with people that really you want to connect with, right? We, we only have so much time. But you're and also... So, good. No, we only have so much time. And so over the years, when you're not seeing people every weekend like you used to, and, you know, your relationships start to change a little bit. And, and, I, and I've, you know, experienced that myself where, you know... But we're also, we're also traveling. We've been traveling for eight years. And as you get up in the years like that, through the years that we've been traveling, for instance, all of my friends now have three kids. I'm still traveling with you with no kids living our best life, traveling around the world, sure. taking time off work. So our lives have gone in separate directions. Very and true. so there's not a lot of common ground there anymore. Right. Whereas if you stayed at home, you'd probably be married with kids. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you weren't, you would still be seeing them more. It'd be like, hey, come over for a barbecue on Sunday. Hey, let's, you know, go grab a drink and just catch up. Like, because you're in close proximity, it's easier to maintain friendships that if you have distance they're going to fall away because you don't have that same bond and connection. Well, right, but you are growing as a person too. And so you are stepping out and you are seeing more of this world and seeing new ways of living and that kind of can separate you as well. And a lot of people don't deal with that very well because then it's like you come back and you think everything's going to be the same, but you've grown as a person and they're still kind of in the same spot, in the same gossip, in the same drama, and that kind of pulls you away. And a lot of people have a tough time with that. Yeah, 100%. We did a whole episode on this actually about Oh, we did, yeah. So go back and listen to that. We kind of dig into that more. I think that is something that does come up for travelers a lot because mm-hmm. we're gone, we're away, and then we do come back. And it, it is kind of weird. It's like, oh, the world just kept going even though I wasn't here and Susie's still at home with her with her babies and yeah. <laughs> like Johnny's still Which let's in. just say, caveat, we're, we're to, or asterisk small print. There's nothing wrong with that, no. like, obviously. but You could just feel a difference sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the positive, though, is, oh my God. is that you. we take a lot of time off. And when we go home, it's really good quality time. Because yeah. we're just, we're not working. We're not there for any other reason but to spend time with our family, with our friends, and really soak that up. And we will take a long time. To be and you to actually <laughs> get to see what friendships are real friendships yeah. because they've stuck through the times you've been away and they're excited when you come home. Yeah, I have so anyway. one friend love. I know. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the, the next one we're going to say, because Kim was counting, and I don't want to count because we have a couple... This um, one's so, let's just run through this. Very quick. quickly. We I don't even need to say it. Yep. You're moving around all the time. It's physically demanding. You're literally packing up your stuff. And obviously, as we've seen, like, oh my God, here we go. The positive is you can simplify your life. But if you don't want to do that and you have a lot of things, this can get really physically demanding. And so, you know, really thinking about if you're finding your own apartment you're having to pack up and, you know, pack, unload the, the Jeep or the truck or the car or load the camper or whatever it is that you're traveling by, that moving around all the time physically gets demanding. Yeah, and you're doing it every couple of months, so it's yep. a lot. Okay, next one is money to get from place to place, right? That goes back into the moving around all the time. When you are in between contracts and you're you're going from place to place, then you, that costs money. You're not getting paid, right? You don't get paid until you get in for a couple of months or a couple of months. Wow. I know. A couple of weeks and you have to, you know, pay for your gas and your hotels and your, you know, what else do you pay for? Food, Food. deposits, moving costs. Things you want to do. Life. Life. Grocery shopping. Bills. Yeah. Drinks. 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 Purple drink. Pizza. Pizza. All the things. It costs money. So you do make more as a traveler most of the time. Generally. 
but because we're in motion a lot without work, that does cost money. It offsets. It costs money to keep this going. Absolutely. Here we go. Although that is a lot of fun taking road trips. It's my favorite part. With like some podcasts and some audiobooks and like some Giardetti snacks. Just being on the road, man. On a Diet Coke. Mm, oh, Diet Mountain Dew. Yep. Not to like burst your bubble, but we're supposed to be on like a road trip right now. No, we're not. Well, we'd be done we, with it. We'd be done. We'd be done. Yep. Okay. All right. So another one of the negatives, and this one's a real negative. <laughs> we're going to stay in the negative tone. I'm going to even, even, even talk like this. working at places you don't like and you'll get contracts that you don't love very true it is very true and people suck and co-workers suck and anyway i know we don't sorry i was trying to get to another level i was trying to be per usual but no you will you know you will run into contracts that you know depending on your specialty as well you know like for instance uh, we've been seeing a lot of it where general x-ray they battle shifts a lot and a lot of times Getting into shifts, Bobo. Don't get into it. Okay. Stick to the topic. You want to really get me with stick, a scowl? Call me Bobo. Stick to the bold print. Okay. <laughs> I went off topic. Sorry. I went off-roading in my Jeep. But not in a good way. Not in a good way. But yes. So you end up working at facilities that are tough. I've I've only I've only fortunately had one that really stands out to me, but. Um, it, it can be really tough when you're in a spot that you don't like or you don't enjoy and you work with coworkers that are very tough to get along with or there's a lot of power trips or they have negative connotations towards travelers because that comes up as well. Um, and they make you do all the work because you're hired help and like hired help. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is a, this is a part of it. I think that I personally have been really lucky. I also think that I have a personality that shines. <laughs> okay, sunshine. Inspired. Yeah, pretty much everywhere I go, they call me sunshine. Like it's very. Which she forces them to. I I did not. <laughs> you do. I didn't. Force Hi, I'm Kim. Call me sunshine, and if you don't, then I'm it's leaving. Like on my name, on my badge. Yeah. <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> No, but I I have a personality. I get along with most people. I like most people. I can find the good in people. I can find a way to connect with people. It's just like something that's like a gift, some might say. (laughs) But, so I've been really lucky over the years. There hasn't been a whole lot of places that I, I haven't liked the people. But there was one place that was really, really hard for me. And it was like... You couldn't even talk to anybody. You They, like, made you go in a separate... Everyone mm-hmm. had their own separate rooms. And you had to close the door. You weren't allowed to leave the doors open. And so you basically... Everybody just had to sit in a dark room by themselves. And we were so busy that you were basically just, like... Just, like, your patients were on a treadmill. So there wasn't even really a lot of time to go talk to somebody else in another room so basically we just had to sit in a dark room by ourselves like the lead was weird and it was just a weird vibe it was a very weird vibe and I felt very isolated there and I I did not like it and that was really one of the only places that I didn't well and you were working variable shifts too and working overnight and they would call you an hour before and be like can you work overnight instead of like in the morning and And my schedule changed every day but going back to just like the people like, the people were, I, I liked a lot of the people, actually, that I worked with, but because we weren't allowed to even be around each other or talk, it was, like, it was a very weird vibe. So, anyways, yeah. that can happen. Yep. And what do you do? You suck it up. It's 13 weeks. You get through it. And you know that you're moving on to something else. So, it's, like, it's just something you have to 
power through mm -hmm. and try to make the best of it. And if you are working with, you know, shitty coworkers, which can happen, then really all you can do is get through it. Try to, you know, work on your own stuff, learn the lessons that are there for you to learn and you got to just get through it, man. Yeah. Well, and it. I mean, and that's where the shitty coworkers is one thing. But if it's actually like you're feeling like there's unsafe practices there, then that is one thing that it really draws a line in the sand that you can call your company and get yourself out of that situation. Yeah, so that's, that, a that's a whole nother That's a whole nother thing. But a lot of times about. if you're just working a bad shift with shitty people, that's one thing that you really got to just stick it, stick it, stick it out. But it can happen. It can. Don't stick it in. Don't. <laughs> Okay. All right. You're single. So, um, here's one thing that kind of plays off of the loneliness. Um, <laughs> when you do make friends, you you leave again, and that's <laughs> kind of. I was trying to be dramatic. Did it work? No. Okay. Um, but yeah, you like really can build up some good relationships with people, and then there's a little bit of you that's. I mean, at least in my point of view, again, everybody has different points of views, but. You know, I, I have stayed in contact with some of the travelers that I've, or some of the full-timers that I've worked with, but is that a real relationship? I mean, I would say no, because, you know, it's like we're not in each other's lives anymore. We've, we've grown apart. It was a little figment of our, of our time frame together that it was great and it was great knowing them. And I think if I ever dropped back into that city, I could call them up and go have dinner or something like that. But you are you know, in and out, you breeze in, you breeze out. And so really building a strong foundation of friendship is kind of tough on the road. Yeah. There's an expiration date, right? Oh, like, that's good. You're there. That's not in the notes. There, you're, <laughs> you're there for a certain amount of time and then you build these relationships and you have fun. And there's also a lot of people that do stay friends, mm -hmm. right? Forever. And, and that's a really beautiful thing. But like, again, the reality of, of, of the situation is you are leaving again. So when we thought that we were leaving to start traveling the world for a year, we had our going away party mm -hmm. and I'm like crying in the car on the way home because I had the flu, but also because I was sad. I was like, wow, like I'm really going to miss these people. Like I had fun with them. I really liked working with them. I'm never going to see them again. It's like a weird feeling. But now here we are, we're back. We're back. <laughs> but, but that, you know, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. okay, moving on. Yep. Go ahead. This one's kind of, again, timely kind of for where we are. Very timely. That you can get canceled, right? And, and things don't go as planned. Like we said, traveling isn't linear, right? It's not like your normal day-to-day -day grind of working a full-time job. There's not a lot of things that can come up and down, right? It's pretty standard for the most part when you're working full-time. As a traveler, you know, you can get canceled. Your start date can be pushed back. We see this all the time. This happened to us where Aaron's license didn't come in on time. And originally they told him they were going to push his start date, start date back like two weeks or More something. More than that. It was like three or four. And we were and we were already there. We already had housing. We were set to go. He was starting. And we had was, no savings. <laughs> yeah. He was supposed to start working on Monday. You know, it was like, holy shit. Like, what? Like, what are we supposed to do? It actually ended up working out just by the always grace of God. Does. Always does. But we also have that attitude of it's always working. Things are always working for us. It's a good mantra to adapt instead of being in the negative all the time. But that kind of stuff does happen. Like, you, your housing can fall through. You know, we, we had a place 
when we were moving to Connecticut, we were going to New Haven and we had our house all set up. We did it through Craigslist and these kids, these kids, these students at Yale were subletting their place. It was like, oh, this is cheap. We were trying to save a buck. It seemed right, like really close to the hospital. Too. Really close to the hospital. It seemed like, oh, this will be a good fit for what we need during the time. And then we get there and there was like poop all over the house. <laughs> and it like was basically all, all, the only thing that changed was they left. The, yeah. the rest of it they was like, clean. no, they still had like bags of like frozen chicken in the freezer and, and like their full but on like, refrigerator. Not and even like there was a couple of things, like there was no room for us to put our own stuff in. It was insane. Like the beds were made of plywood. It was just a very bizarre situation. And we were like, well, now what? Like, mm-hmm. where are we going to live? And so these things do come up and... You know, we don't say that to scare you or to put you off from traveling. We've been traveling eight years. We've never had a contract canceled. Right. Um, we did have a start date pushed back, but that was because of Aaron's license. But it's something to be aware of. I wish that we would have had more savings in the beginning. So when these things do happen, you have a cushion and you're able to get to, you're able to find a new contract if you get canceled or whatever and have enough to get you to the next place. Well, right. And I think that all comes down with, like you said, it's very timely right now, right? Because what did we say? We, we saved up for a year of travel around the world. So we have a nice cushion. And this is the first time that if we were ever quarantined, we'd be like fan freaking tastic. Like I'll stay in the house. Like I don't have to go and do anything. Why? Because we don't have the stress of money. And I think the stress of money is what is sending a lot of people into panic because the majority of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And we were one of them them until until, we changed our ways. Correct. And so I think that's one of the things that we can give you. It's not a hindrance to stop or not travel because Kim and I came from a lot of debt. We left traveling Pulling out of that country story, it, what made it a country story even more is we were like, bye family, we're $14,000 in debt just right off the bat to get out of Florida, not including the debt we already had. So yeah. we didn't start with a savings account at all. We actually had to borrow money to get to our second contract. So with that being said, it can be done. We are living proof of that. But if you can learn anything from this and take a positive <laughs> from it, um, it's have a nest egg because yeah. money is the root of all stresses in a lot of ways. That's so true. Because honestly, and I know people are in really, you know, challenging situations right now. And nobody wants to be not working or stuck or anything. But like being forced to be home and being quarantined and not ha- not like being not feeling like you have to go out. You have to do anything. Everything's closed. It honestly kind of feels really nice and cozy and a nice change of pace, but I'm not worried about money. If I was, I would be stressed the fart out. 100%. And that's the whole thing. Think about it in Seattle, right? If we had had a huge nest egg like we have now and they pushed back my start date, I would have been super freaking stoked to be like, yes, let's go explore Seattle. Let's like basically have a vacation. This is going to be a lot of fun because I'm going to start making money here in a little bit. Yeah. But we didn't have any money, so, so we, we freaked, freaked out, out yeah. right? And so that's why, if anything, if we've learned anything from this quarantine, it's it's really helping you as a traveler to prepare for the unexpected. Nobody expected this to happen. Nobody expects to get canceled. Nobody expects to get their contract pushed back due to licensing or things like that. 
But it just goes to show you these things pop up and you have to really prepare yourself. Yeah. And make it make it a priority because it really does lighten the load. Yeah. If the Kim eight years ago could go back and do things differently, I would have taken a, the first couple of contracts that we took, right? I would have worked, worked, worked. Because we took one contract and then we like went to Europe. Yeah. For like six weeks or something. Right. No, it wasn't six weeks. It was like a two-week cruise. Um, but I would have worked for a couple of contracts and I would have just really focused on saving my money, building up a savings, building up a nest egg and just always having that and using that as kind of the emergency fund that everybody talks about that, you know, my stepdad has been telling me since I was like three years old. I never my cared grandfather. or listened to. Yeah. The fact that we didn't do that was, was just silly on our part. And yeah. so if you're, yeah, that that's an advice from old Kim is, work, save some money, and then you'll you'll feel less stressed when these things come up and you'll be able to breathe a little bit more because you have more of a runway. Well, the last, the last thing I want to add is we had enough times that we had to check ourselves. And when you can think back to the feeling of that moment when you are there, like the, say you're in a, a pickle now, like with finances and your contract got canceled or you've been you know sent home from work and now you're wondering how the money is going to come in really honing into that feeling. And Kim and I always say, let's grab a mason jar. Let's put that feeling in the jar. Let's lock that feeling up. And when we come around to this again and being like, oh, we're fine. Let's open that mason jar and, and feel that take feeling. Yeah, take a huge like a whiff. <laughs> right. We can, okay. We need to get a fart scent so you can like remember. Okay, because that <laughs> makes you remember what you're feeling. You just totally went off track. But anyway, sorry. I was really hammering something home that people could have no, taken. Sniffing the jar and remembering. And remembering that feeling because the feelings are what make changes in your life. The feeling whenever you can feel what it felt like and you don't want to live that again, that's when you actually make Mind changes. We finally have got to shitty shifts. Well, if you had a lisp, that'd be difficult. <laughs> shitty shifts. That you kept trying to get to, but you weren't in the proper order. Sorry. Here's the thing. We're going to run through this super quick because I feel like we have been rambling a little bit. I think bit. it's been amazing. I know, but there's a lot to get to. Okay. So, okay. Shitty shifts. So, <laughs> that's there's tons of great shifts. I mean, I've worked a daytime. I mean, there's great shifts. Aaron's working 8 to 4.30 every day, no weekends. On top of that, my call is only till 9 p.m. on the weekdays and from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on the weekends. Okay, we're not talking about the positives. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but the thing is that there are times that the jobs that are available for when you're ready to take them aren't the best shifts. Like, you know, you might have to work overnight or you might have to work a variable shift. Oh, right. We already said that that job I didn't like was variable shifts. I'll never do that again. Um, but if you have a cush job right now where you're working three twelves and you don't take call and you have like the best gig ever, like knowing that if you start traveling, you probably aren't going to find that. No. And I, I think too, like, um, one of my, the lead that I'm working with now, she, um, we were talking about a traveler and they called and were basically just like, uh, yeah, I'd love to come help you out, but I, I want to work four tens and I'm going to, that's what I want to work and that's what I, you know, need and blah, blah, blah. And it was literally like, she was like, goodbye. Yeah. Like, because you can't, you can ask if it's a possibility. They can say no, but, you know, really trying to say that this is what I'm working, you're going to really shrink down all the chances that you would possibly have at jobs. So, there are times yeah. that you have to take some crappy shifts in certain fields 
have more crappier shifts than others. Well, and it depends. Like, I think it's just important to be flexible and stay open. And you, again, you might have, there might be jobs that you have to take a lot of call. There might be jobs that you have to work holidays. I think every place I've worked that it was during holiday season, I've had to work. Mm-hmm. Like, and overnight yeah unless you request it off but again if you request off the holidays and you're working during a holiday time you absolutely can do that but the hospital can then absolutely say oh we're gonna find somebody else because we actually need coverage during the holidays that's half the reason we're bringing in a traveler so you can be picky and choosy with things but just know your your options will be less mm-hmm. that kind of just rolls right into the next one is there might not be great options in this moment and that goes back to the market right depending on your your market and your modality and how in demand your job is at the time like how many travelers are how many jobs are there right it fluctuates it goes up and down up and down so if you're in a season where you know for me as a stenographer there's you know so many needs and so many jobs but there's like a handful of stenographers and there's more jobs than travelers I can be more picky I can pick and choose where I want to go what shifts the money all of that I can be more um like Chandler (laughs) I love him can you be any more more annoying But I can, I have more options and I can be more choosy where if you're in a market where, where we are today, if you are not a nurse and you are not a respiratory therapist or CT or x-ray, somebody like that on like the the very front lines, then there aren't as many jobs right now because they're putting a kibosh and a hold on travel jobs. So if you are really looking for a job, you're going to be in a state of, I'm going to take what I can get. So if that's an overnight shift, if that if, if that's in Kansas, whatever, I don't know, like you're not going to be able to be as choosy because the market doesn't allow for that. And that's sure. an important thing to remember. There's times to be choosy and then there's other times where you do have to take what you can get if you're desperate to work. Well, yeah, and I think that's a big problem with advertising as well because a lot of people say, choose your dream location, work in your dream location, blah, 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 and that's really fantasized in a way. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, even if you are a new traveler, ta- taking a contract that you, in a place that you may never want to, you may never wanted to go or never, never thought you would go, and it could be negative 22 and snowing out in the middle of winter and you could be from Florida not saying that that was our story, but it was um, that, you know, Kim and I took a job in Janesville, Wisconsin, and it was the middle of winter. We were coming from Florida, but that was our options because we were still, it was Kim's first contract. And, and I so, wanted to just lock it in. I ain't trying to be cheap. Well, and now. she needed to prove one. Oh, yeah. Kind of got ahead oh again. Oh my God. I can't do, I can't keep take you anywhere. Like <laughs> pay attention to the list and the document <laughs> that I worked so hard on. But okay, she needed never, to get that first contract under her belt. That's what I was saying. Next one. Stress of always starting over and being new. I Ooh, mean, this is big. I think we did a whole podcast episode. We did. On this well, so and, we don't- and we also did the pros and cons as well, which we covered always being the new kid. But I mean, again, for if this is your first podcast with us, then you know, the stress of always starting over, you have to think about it as a traveler, you know, it doesn't really honestly deep down the the experiences, the experience you have matters when you actually get there and you're actually performing your job. But on a level of like, this is where I've been and this is where I came from. One, nobody cares. And two, nobody wants to hear 
that we did it like this at another facility or this is what I've learned at this facility. And a lot of times, you know, like today I was in a case and I actually taught one of the docs, one of the um, methods that I saw another doctor use that could help him. And he was like, wow, that is a really good idea. Let's do it. So that can be a benefit, a positive. Um, but on the most part, you are the new kid every three months. You have to prove yourself. You have to show your skills. Yeah. So I think it, 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 it's just the, the point of this one is kind of you're walking into a new environment. You don't know what you're walking into. You're the new kid and you're hitting the ground running, not knowing what you're running into. And it takes time to warm up and get comfortable and find your place with where you are. And that's something that we deal with every couple of months. Moving on to the next one. You have to prove yourself. <laughs> that We just said that. We just talked about that. There is this time that, you know, isn't talked about a lot, but you do have to, like, prove yourself in a sense. Like, they don't, you don't know them. You don't know what you're walking into, but they also don't know anything about you. There's very little training. We didn't even add this one in, but there's very little training when it comes to being a traveler. And they expect you to be able to hit the ground running and to be good at what you do, right? Depending on where you are, but most places, you know, they want you to be able to be confident and jump in, roll up your sleeves and get going. And so you gotta, there's this period of time where they're feeling you out to see, can she do the job? Well, no, no. Can we trust her? Correct. Is she good? Right. But here's the weird thing that a lot of, like, we don't talk about very much. For some reason, and the way things are, unfortunately, we've even seen it in our travel life is... A traveler is a traveler is a traveler. You are all the same. You are all, you know, equally created. And it's like, that's not true. But if you have a bad traveler at a facility and they bring in another traveler, unfortunately, you carry that burden until you can prove them otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was where I was last. You know, it was very, very odd the first couple of days because. You know, she, the lead, who I love, and she's fantastic, but in the beginning, she didn't know me. I didn't know her, and she was very, like, she wanted to look at all of my exams, and she's, like, te- like teaching me really basic stuff, like, making me watch her scan through a liver, and I'm like, okay, girl, like, I've been doing this for many years. Like, I know what I'm doing. This is basic stuff, and it was a little bit like, what the heck? But come to find out, they had people before me that they had some reasons to be a little bit worried about somebody new coming in, and they were just being overcautious. And and I get it now that, you know, I, I got to know them, and we were able to talk about everything. But a couple days, I really, you know, had to prove myself. And then they're like, oh, she knows what she's doing. She's good. And after that, we were good to go. But there there's usually that time where they're like... Let's see what this girl's all about. And yeah. that's just, that's a part of and it. And that can actually cause people to clash. Your ego comes out. Like you feel like you want to defend yourself. And then you have to really take a step back and understand that like, they don't know you. You need to prove yourself. If you're strong in your skills, you're good to go then. And you're confident in your skills and just let them express their concerns and teach you. And then that way you're like, okay, they taught me. Now I can just go do my thing and, and show them. But a lot of times we see travelers get their egos hurt a little bit and then that ends up button heads with the lead and not being a good situation. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So just know that comes with it. Every three months you're walking into that situation, which it really isn't as dramatic as no. I never, I mean, I'm always a little bit nervous, but obviously you're nervous, but 
you know, it's a couple of days where you feel some overwhelm and you write things down and you ask the questions and you learn the things in the systems, you meet the people. And I usually feel comfortable a weekend, you know? Well, we also said that, you know, your lead was showing you how to clean the probes and scan through the liver, but there's also been contracts where they literally said, hi, smacked you on the butt in a professional way and said, good luck. I don't, don't, don't come talk to me. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. So So, it depends on where you go. It really does. Um, Okay, we got two left. I feel like this is a marathon episode. I'm I like exhausted. It. That's what happens when we go negative. My throat hurts. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, this one is a big one. I'll take this one. Yeah, this is you to a this, T. Okay, so this one is really just for me. Is as a traveler, you're always out of your routine. And if you're anything like me, like I thrive in routine. I do really well in a routine. I just, I feel comfortable there. I like it, which is funny because I'm a traveler and my life is always out of routine. And P.S. foreshadowing back to the beginning of this episode where you said you're already feeling antsy pantsy and you want to like go again, which would make you out of your routine. So maybe you should express a little bit of what your routine is because you've learned somewhat. We had some breakthroughs in New Zealand on how to take your routine on the road with you. Yeah, I think... For me, I'm, I've learned over the years that I can, the, the, the sooner I can get into a routine wherever I am, the better. And so that looks different when I'm traveling abroad, like in New Zealand, than it does, sorry, chicken, um, <laughs> than it does when I'm here and I'm home, but learning what do I need to feel good. And for me, it's like waking up, having my coffee, getting a workout in. Um, you know, having green smoothies, things like that. Having those, quiet time. Having quiet time. These are all things that I, I thrive when I have my routine. And routine is even just as simple as like, you know, going to my favorite gym, going to my favorite place to get a juice, like all of these things. And I know that everywhere I go, I, I come out of that routine, but I try to get into it as quickly as possible. And so when you're traveling, you're on the go. You're on the go, go, go. And like your life is uprooted all the time. And so I think it's like finding what you need to feel your best. I've had to give up a lot of things just because of my constant moving. But there are some things that like when we get to where we're going, we're like, okay, let's find our gym. Let's find our grocery store. Let's like get everything in and get into a routine as fast as possible so that we can settle in because we've just been, you know, on driving across the country. Well, I can also say with total transparency that Kim and I have noticed in our contracts and she's probably going to have a rebuttal to this, but I think I might be dead on. I've noticed that when we have our arguments, it's in the first two weeks of the new contract because we are both trying to settle into a new routine. We start like butting heads in a way of just like figuring out where we fit into this new routine. Who's going to do what? Who's going to, how is this going to work? We're in a new apartment. We're in a new workout schedule. We're in a new working schedule. And a lot of times I've noticed that when we do butt heads, it's within that first two weeks and it's about figuring out the roles in the routine. Yeah. I mean, even in the van, the first little bit was, you know, challenging because it's like we're coming into this completely new way of living that was very completely unfamiliar to both of us. We were right on top of each other and you couldn't, it was tough to get into a normal routine, right? right? And so anyways, like you work out the kinks in the beginning, but I think that's one of the negative things is that if you are somebody who likes routine, which is so it's interesting that like I'm kind of discovering that as I'm talking right now because I'm like that actually like everything I just said doesn't make sense because 
I really like routine in the sense of like a daily life, but I also thrive where we're like on the go and we're traveling. I live nothing like a routine life. Weird. It's your own personal routine. You're, because you can go on to travel and you can still have quiet time. You can still do a little workout. You can go out for a walk. You can have your coffee. You can have your meditation. You can listen to a podcast. You can do all that on the road and that consists of your normal behaviors of yeah. a routine. Right. I think the working out too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the, my therapy the, the last one that I was actually thinking maybe should have been the first one. Um, but it's one thing that we notice obviously being leaders of our group, Travel Life Freedom and Scrubs and Facebook, and honestly, the creators of Traveler School, the online course for healthcare travelers, shameless plug, um, is we've noticed that travelers that do not take the time to learn this industry and learn the ins and out and learn the fundamentals of how we get paid as travelers, how to have a relationship with your recruiter what is right in the industry. Most people, they, they literally just like jump right into traveling and they, they don't want to take the time to learn. They don't feel like they need to. And the way that I look at that is honestly, like why would you make mistakes when you don't need to? Why would you leave money on the table when you don't need to? And the example that I'll bring is Kim and I are about to set off on our you know year of travel once all this coronavirus stuff clears up. And we like making travel vlogs. We love shooting video, showing where we are, and bringing that to our audience. And we realize that we can improve in our video skills. We can improve in the way that we do our videos and the stories that we create. And so we are taking this time currently to watch as many online courses as possible to learn from the people that we trust in the industry of shooting vlogs. And... You know, Kim and I were talking and a lot of the people that we do follow, you know, say it took them three years to figure out. And we've had multiple conversations to where I said, why would we take three years to figure something out when we can learn as much as we can and maybe jump the curve and start out at their three year mark and doing videos where they were putting out videos in, in the three year mark and the quality of those. We can do those right now instead of learning on our own and making our own mistakes, which I think we still will. And I think there's value to that. But at, back to a healthcare traveler, you know, it's so stressful when you're, you're signing a contract and you're starting a job and you don't know if you're being taken by your recruiter and you don't know the why behind the questions you should be asking or what's fair in the industry. And that takes the joy out of traveling. And that can be one, if not the most stressful thing, because every time you walk into a facility and you clock in, if you don't think that that doesn't have an effect on you to like say like I'm clocking in for this amount of money when I feel like I should have had this much, and that really comes out throughout your contract. So if you can take the time to actually learn this industry, use the resources that are available to you, learn everything you can, it really allows you to just enjoy the fun of this adventure. Yeah, I think that's like beautifully said. The only thing I'm going to add is that, you know, podcasts like this, right? Like even just listening to this podcast, it's like you are learning or taking in or preparing yourself 
for things that can come up that you might not have thought about or known about. Like we didn't know anything in the beginning and not by choice. It's only because we didn't know there was anything to know. We didn't even try to figure it out in the beginning because we didn't know there was anything to figure out. And so because of that, we had a lot of speed bumps. It was a, it was a bit of a rockier, you know, couple of years. It was amazing, but there were definitely things looking back. We're like, well, that could have been totally different if we would have known what we know now. And so really taking advantage of these resources, of Traveler School, of our Facebook group, of this podcast of the YouTube videos and really learning as much as you can so that you are setting yourself up for success and having more fun along the way. And I think that's why like with our course that we just bought for the vlogs, it's like, you know, there's teaching us four years of travel or of what they've learned through, you know, spending four years researching and watching and studying and looking at this and Googling this. And they've compiled all of that into one video or one course that's taking us a weekend, right? How cool is that? Take advantage of that. Learn the things like in traveler school, again, like shameless plug, but it's such a great resource for travelers. It's like, we've taken everything we've learned in eight years of traveling, things that We had to, you know, make a lot of mistakes to figure out and to spend hours and hours and hours and years trying to learn. Not only leaving thousands of dollars on the table. That's what, yeah, and like money. And we've taken all of that and compiled it into a course that you can watch in a weekend and you can alleviate all that bullshit that takes the fun out of traveling. And that's kind of the point. It's like learn the things, learn the industry, take the time. And prepare yourself, mindset, attitude, financially, physically, all the things. Like Aaron said, you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to figure things out for yourself. That's part of the beauty of the growth of this whole thing. Um, But, you know, yeah. yeah, And I I think that's what I was was saying is just, you know, we've bought like, what, 14 courses or something like that. That's just something that Kim and I do because we like that accelerated learning. I like... And, and it's from people that I trust that are giving me good information that I like their content. And so I won't hesitate to spend that. Like the minute Kim was like, yo, this guy on YouTube that we follow all the time just released, released an academy for learning how to create videos. I was like, buy it now. Here's my wallet. Like without question, because I know that he's going to provide the information that Kim and I are craving that is just going to set us up down the road that I'm not wasting time making mistakes that I could have learned. Yeah. We're investing in our own success. We're investing in us not spending our own time Googling and YouTubing a bunch of, you know, like information to weed through. Like we, we get to push play and get exactly what we need, learn the things. We're setting out on a new adventure ourselves and we get to set ourselves up for success. And I'm excited about it. And yeah. so however you want to get your information, just take some time to learn the industry. I wish we would have done that, but we didn't. And now that's why we do what we do now to help other travelers getting started. So, well, yeah. And I mean, if you see some videos and you have questions, definitely reach out and ask us if they're not from us. <laughs> um, Cause there is a lot of content online. Kim and I were just searching YouTube for some of the trainings that are on there. And it's we kind were of kind of taken back and really, upset at the content that was being released because it was not truthful and it was very discouraging and really upsetting. And so that's what we pride ourselves on is making sure that we give the most valuable, useful, and tangible information that we can give you that is literally on point with the market and where things are going. So Booyah. That's pretty much All right, it. Well if you guys liked this episode 
leave us a review, a comment, let us know what you think. Head over to our Facebook group if you are a traveler of Travel Life Freedom and Scrubs. You can connect with us there. It's a great place to ask questions. We have tons of trainings in there. And we're also going to be adding a lot more trainings on our YouTube channel, Kim and Erin G, because we do a lot of live trainings and we love them and we love connecting with everybody in our community live. But we wanted to also do some trainings that were straight to the point. There's no fluff. There's Because when you're live, you're talking to people and you're answering questions and you're going back and forth. So we wanted to be able to do shorter videos that get right to the point, give you what you need in the most efficient amount of time. So go check that out at Kim and Aaron G. And we'll hear you next. You'll hear us next Tuesday. Join us next Tuesday for the next episode of Freedom and Scrubs podcast. Beautiful. Yep. We're out. Good night. Deuces. All right, guys, so that wraps up our episode 40. If you really enjoyed this episode, then we'd really appreciate it if you guys would share this out. But also go on and leave us a review because that really does support this show and it allows us to get it out there to more people so we can you know, help people in this industry, which is really, really, really what we want to do. Um, so we really enjoyed having you and we will see you next week.